Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are, of course, your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are talking about another excellent and iconic sausage made right here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, We are talking about Clements Sausage Company. Uh, We have uh, great Wisconsin music from Count This Penny. We have another Brewski Reviewski, another installment of How Many Locos You At, as well as an interview with another great brewery, which is uh, Full Mile Brewing and Kitchen. Awesome. Pretty great, rad. Great beers, man. Yeah, have have never been disappointed with them. So, uh, as always, uh, please you know go on to our social media uh, or wherever you choose to listen to this podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple, uh, Stitcher, all that stuff, or YouTube. Even uh, please rate, uh, review, subscribe, like, uh, follow us. Hit the bell on YouTube to get notified when there's new stuff dropping. Um, it is definitely a fine. A fine little podcast we run here, if we do say so ourselves, and yeah, it's, I mean it's independent, yeah, local, yeah, right we, on, brother, we we try to keep the lights on ourselves here. So, um, and if you enjoy this, please uh, invite your friends or family to also tune into this uh, Wisco fiasco, if you will, um, Wisconsin Drunken History podcast. And uh, hey, if you're really digging it too, you can actually swing by our website which is wisconsindrunkenhistory.com, and uh, you can find links right to our T Public page to go ahead and support by buying some merch, uh, whether that be clothing you can wear or cool uh, printed gifts for the for the house or for the family. Yeah, we wanted to drop another note, too, that our Patreon is now up and operational. Yeah. However, we don't have any content on there. But if you want to be one of the early subscribers, uh, we are kind of offering, you know, if we, if, if you do subscribe early, we're going to give you a can koozie. We'll come meet you somewhere, grab a couple brewskis, maybe yeah. talk some Wisconsin history, load you up with a can koozie. We're going to have some really good extra content coming up. We have some plans in the works to go out and actually film some of these, you know, brewery tours. Um, yeah. Our friend Jesse's Liquor Kitchen. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I mean, we have it, some uh, some uh, little short skits that we've been uh, sort of writing and trying to produce ourselves. And uh, so a, a bunch of different stuff, uh, as well as uh, for the top tier, uh, we will be doing uh, live uh, Q&A answer sessions uh, via uh, the, the Internet as well. So. Um, we'll, we'll log in, do a live. We'll tell you when it is. We'll probably put that out on uh, Facebook and Instagram to let you know what time we're going to be logging in. You guys jump on in and, uh, and, and we'll answer whatever questions Russ and I might even play some tunes on there. Yeah. Um, and we're on- very horrible musicians. Uh, <laughs> so it, I mean, don't expect anything high, high quality, but. It'll be a good time. And yeah, I mean, it, it helps us kind of keep the lights on, keep our servers going. I mean, we're not looking for a million dollars here. Really. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to keep the lights on and pay for our servers and anything you guys can do will help us out a ton. So. By no means are we quitting our full-time jobs. Uh, and, and let's just put it this way. The world needs us 
to do more than just this podcast thing anyway. Yeah, oh, exactly. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into the story of the Clements Sausage Company. So for many in Wisconsin, uh, we all have choices to make, and uh, one of the big choices we got is sausages. Where are we going for these bad boys? I mean, you got you singers, which we talked about. Yeah, Clemens. But another Milwaukee staple we have to talk about is the Clemens Sausage Company. I mean, nothing's more iconic to me in Milwaukee than Clements, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's huge. I mean, they were the original, you know, sausage races, which I know we're going to jump into that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Yeah, exactly. But. And so the story starts with uh, the Badger State Sausage Company. Um, It would eventually sell in the Clements family um, on Lincoln Avenue, which is on Lincoln Avenue on the Milwaukee South Side. And Eric, I know you've been there. You know where it's at. You still live right over there, yeah. And so the three brothers, Ronald, John, George, would all go in and buy this facility, which was the Badger State Sausage Company. The brothers learned the art of sausage making from their father, Frank, who was part owner of the Milwaukee Sausage Company. The brothers used recipes that Grandpa, Frank, had brought with him to America from Europe. The area of Milwaukee all the time has always had a large European heritage, including the majority of Polish and German immigrants yeah. who were all used to having sausage in the old country. So, I mean, what, you know, what What's a great better product. better than sausage in the old country. <laughs> what a great product to bring with you if there's a, a market out there for you. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a couple sausages here and there. Hey, <laughs> a magic Mike situation going on here. <laughs> Woo. Sausage in the old country. Spinning them suckers. That's a strip club name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sausage Sausage in the old country. It's lengthy, but. Yeah, it's. It works. It works. I mean, hey. In 1958, the company was renamed to what we know today as the Clement Sausage Company. Originally, the shop only employed six people, and all the products would be made in the small kitchen. But the company grew quickly, thanks to all the brothers using their skills to expand, where brother Ron was a salesman, George was an expert sausage maker, and John also dealt like with all the administration items. And his nickname was Jack. So we might refer to him as Jack, just so you know who he is. Yeah. John's son even stated in 2000, 2002 that he, John, could bring the organization together so it could work like a finely tuned machine. He was able to get the personnel and put them in the right positions to make the company grow. I mean that's honestly that that's uh, the the crucial uh, beginning workings of a uh, of a, of any successful company is uh, having somebody in in the position of management that can um, put the right person in the right task. And that's the one thing I struggle with is having that like ten thousand foot view. It's why I'm not a manager. Yeah, you know oh, what for I mean? sure. It's, it's that's why, actually a really good way to put it. I mean, I I can't view things in like the wide perspective. I'm the detail guy. That's why I'm an engineer. That's why I work on like the small minutia. You know? It's, yeah. Who I am. I, I don't think I could be a man. Very detail-oriented, but yeah. not in a way that you could see the, the future. Exactly. So in the 1960s, they would expand the Lincoln Avenue site to be a full-scale factory and would continue to become a larger and larger Milwaukee staple, offering about 700 different varieties of sausages and meat products. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is nuts. When the 1980s hit, the event we all know and love, the sausage races was introduced to Miller Stadium, but before that was actually County Stadium. Yeah. I've been the county. I've been the Bowl, Milwaukee actually. County Stadium. I know recently with the switch, uh, Clements is no longer the main uh, supplier of John uh, and Johnsonville Brats has taken over. Yeah. So I think they're Johnsonville Brat races now. If they, yeah, right. they are something like that. But for me, I remember the Clements races as a kid, and I still call them the Clements races. Actually, Eric had to correct me recently because I still still thought they were the yeah. Clements sausage races. And I remember all the names, um, including the hot dog, the Bratwurst, Stash, the Polish, 
Frankie Furter, baby. That yeah. was my guy. Frankie Furter. They introduced Gu- Chorizo. And Guido, the Italian. Guido, the Italian. But yeah. th- And then they introduced, like I said, Chorizo. Yeah, there was a Chorizo recently. one. And that was because of Clemens. And he was kind of like a, a Spaniard, right? He was kind of like... Yeah, Johnsonville you know, doesn't really uh, uh, make uh, a whole lot of the, the... I don't think Chorizo product. I think maybe recently they got into it, but yeah. Clemens has always been producing that kind of stuff. And we've talked and about delicious. we've talked about this too. Like I don't hate Johnsonville brats, but it's a lower quality brat in my opinion. It's not as finely crafted, you know. It's not. And I, I would choose a lot of sausage products over Johnsonville. Yeah, I mean, like if I'm having a lot of people over, like I said, I would get a Johnsonville brats because yeah, they're mean, like cheap. You can get like you I'd can go get to tons, I'd go to like, Costco and I'd get the big box of Kirkland. I would go to a festival and get their big you know brat pack. I I mean right. honestly, I mean, Johnsonville Clemens, just to me is the. Is one of the lower quality meats. I just yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't really enjoy the flavor. On, I mean, on for me, Clements, Clements, and Usinger's are the two I usually go to. I, yeah, I oh, like the sure. finely crafted uh, sausages, honestly, and brats yeah. and meat snacks and all that stuff. So. And, and recently, I have been doing the festival brats. Uh, I mean, when I can find good Clement or Usinger, sure, but uh, they're not always around, and generally they're overpicked because they are the first the first go to for a lot of families. And I mean, you, you've probably heard us previously and I, I don't want to gripe anymore because I'm a massive brew crew fan and I don't really, I don't think anybody loves the changes they, but Hey, what can you really do? You know, yeah, it's like, it's kind of what it is for some of those things, you know, Hey, just think of recently, uh, the, the, um, Milwaukee bucks, the patch on their Jersey is no longer Harley Davidson. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, crazy. it's Motorola now. It's so weird. Man. Here's the thing. You got to remember these, the companies are, are providing money in order to get to to receive sponsor or you know that that sponsorship marketing uh, in a good you know placement if they chose not to do it well then that's the company's fault right milwaukee wasn't taking the highest bidders in fact over three or four years ago miller had a chance to uh, go ahead and, and extend their naming rights of the stadium they didn't and that's a that's direct re- result of them not being really a Milwaukee-based company anymore. The heads of that company are all based out of completely different locations. For now. sure. And same with, you know, like uh, um, the Clement sausage races. In that in that case, I think it was a little bit different. I think Clements probably still wanted to be the sausage the uh, company of the stadium, um, but maybe it was just a higher bidder, you know, situation. It's There's about, not a whole lot about it. It sucks this story. because it's all about money. It's like greed, money. I, I mean, I think I'm, in this case it was, but I, I, then again, I don't really know because there's not a whole, there's not a story about it, you right? Know? And I mean, for me, I, it's never going to change. It's still going to be the Clements races and Miller. It's going to be a lot of years until yeah. I actually change that because I'm so ingrained into me and growing up as a kid, the nostalgia factor, it's and, just not changing. And honestly, me. the most important thing is you're not going to change what you ingest, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. In 1985, they built a butchering facility to have all the processed products all done in the Lincoln Avenue plant, which is, the you know, it's all to have all that butchery right there and have it fresh coming right to the customer is incredible. Yeah, instead me. of having to travel it right. unpackaged from a, a facility where they butcher to a facility where they, you know. It doesn't have to go in a refrigerated truck, so exactly. it's all fresh and ready to go. It's really so, good. In 1988, another expansion would occur, and they'd build an 85,000-square-foot distribution center and warehouse on Chase Avenue, just a few blocks away. That's the one I know because it's literally just south of Bayview. Exactly. And you can actually walk into that place, and they have a little retail center. And they also acquired another sausage plant, formerly known as Uncle August Sausage Company, in the northeastern part of uh, Milwaukee there. so Old it's Uncle kind of, Augie. Yeah, Old Uncle Og. 
The 90s were also a time of expansion where they became sponsored for the Minnesota Twins, Vikings, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Green Bay Packers. I think they're still the sponsor of Green Bay Packers. I believe they are, yes. Also became huge as the Wisconsin State Fair and the Polish Fest, which happens, and actually the German Fest too. So they're a main sponsor for those. Yeah, absolutely. And during the 90s, they kept up with the internet boom and actually launched a website in the forefront of the internet in 1995, which is huge. That's huge. It is huge. So they've been keeping up. And I think they've always, I think that's why they do so well is they continue to kind of, uh, you know. They're following the trend before yeah, before it's, exactly. You know, like they know something's going to happen. So let's get this out. Early, there. early adopters. And they also continued spanning the lineup, including turkey products and things like the ham snacks just to keep the things fresh bars. and new. Yeah. Yeah. And they also paired up with Cisco, Reinhardt, and Sazer, which are like our main distribution, like our refrigerated yeah. trucks, big distribution. Reinhardt is is providing uh, you know food services for a lot of different bars, restaurants, and yeah, and Cisco 19- as well. Exactly. So in 1996, they celebrated 40 years um, as a company, and the Milwaukee Zoo they had a, a company that now uh, employs 35, 350 employees. So they had like a big thing at the zoo, which it's a big feat. I mean, when your company goes, which there, we know, would have probably been there at that time doing. Uh, um, uh, field trips and stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's early for me. So, yeah, I was ten years old. So yeah, uh, one of the the original member brothers, George, passed away in 1996, Who was the vice president and product supervisor? Jack or John, as we said previously, his nickname is Jack, and everyone knew him as Jack. Was He's the, the only brother left at the plant. And he acted as reigning president. Wow. And the company continues to include family, as John's sons James and Jeffrey came onto the company in the new era that we're in now. And Eric, this is kind of a funny piece of Clemens history here. In uh, 2003, do you remember when the Pittsburgh Pirate baseman uh, Randall Simon uh, took a whack at the old Italian sausage there? I do. It was a huge deal. And in fact, I think um, it wasn't just a fine that he had to pay. There was something else that he He had to do, too. He might have been suspended, too, honestly. But I mean, like... What if, you know, that's like the true beating the meat, dude. Like, yeah. that's like actually beating the meat or like whacking your sausage, dude. I mean, that's that like... was pretty crazy. And, and the nice thing is, is that those suits uh, have a lot of uh, open space above where the, the actual like uh, the, the person wearing the costume, it's above their head. Right. And so I think, you know, Randall probably assumed this will be funny. I'll walk out here. And it was supposed I'll take to a be whack. a thing. It'll hit this sausage costume. It's not going to hurt anybody. But at the same time, uh, when you're wearing a costume like that, that that really, um, it 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 really reduces your your mobility, and you also can't see out of the corners of your eyes in that suit. So it probably still startled that person, and <laughs> he, he definitely deserves everything he gets. You know, I mean, it was supposed to be funny. Like he was just taking a shot at a fucking yeah. dog. You know what I mean? It's funny. Like, I mean, it, it's it funny, is. but it's like, dude, I wouldn't want to be that person getting hit with a fucking baseball bat running in circles. Right. You know, like, fuck that. So I'm going to continue on here. Their jerky and meat snacks began to rise in high popularity, and I fucking love these things, dude. I snack on them all the time. I've had hundreds of them. Oh, yeah. The little uh, so sausage good. nibs and Oh, whatever. yeah, and they got the, like, the um, cracked pepper, like, turkey ones, the jalapeno with the cheese in them. They're freaking phenomenal. They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. And they uh, helped continue the company grow in the late 90s. And they kept expanding, including a $2 million pro- processing facility. And they continue to grow today. Founder John Clement did pass away in 2002 at the age of 84 and continued to run the company until his day of passing, which is pretty incredible. And today, his sons, James and Roger, are co-presidents in the company. And they keep continuing to grow and keep keep to time delivering amazing, high-quality, delicious snacks and products. And just knowing this started in my backyard and distributing 
you know, throughout the entire U.S. is just awesome to me. It's just amazing. Yeah. I know for me, like when I go to Farm and Fleet, I literally snag a couple packs of these. I, I, oh, for sure. I've really been cranking the pepper jack snack sticks and the mm-hmm. cracked pepper uh, the turkey cracked pe- ones. All the cracked pepper They're stuff I love. They're super good. They're freaking phenomenally crafted yeah. and just delicious. And uh, always, you got to get the summer sausage log, too. You got to have that big chief in your freaking... Dude, put it in your pants. Makes you look like you're packing heat when you're yeah. going home. Throw it in your... Don't st- try to steal it because nobody's going to be fooled. No. Like, when you get out of the store, slip it down your drawers, man. It looks like you got a big old... You're packing some heat. Yeah. Take it home and snack on that sucker, dude. Yeah. Hey, if you're if you're single and ready to mingle, I mean, there's no better way to, to <laughs> fool a, a potential suitor than, you know, slide a, snack slide a log. Clement's uh, snack log. <laughs> Um, I'm fucking hung like a snack log, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know Eric. You you were talking about the Clements Outlet too, which is like the distribution. It's right on Chase. And yeah. Did you guys? You guys probably went there quite a bit then, since you lived right over there. We, just well, like once once every two or three weeks, we were there, uh, like stacking, uh, stacking up and stocking up on on meat products. I mean, and and not and not that it's like a whole lot cheaper or anything like that. It's just like you're going direct to the source. For sh- oh, you know, for sure. You're getting it fresh from the factory. It's amazing. Sick. But yeah. I mean, like, we have, have huge bags of those snack nibs. Those are so gigantic. Good. Like, bags. like a beef, like straight up beef. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. like a 50 Santa pound pack. bag of this thing. That's awesome. What was, I mean, what was one of your favorites? Do you have like a memory one? I mean, for me, I like I, mean, I the, said the teriyaki like, snack sticks. Oh, the, hell the yeah. Pepper Teriyaki's phenomenal. Sriracha now. Oh, yeah. man. And then just the, the, uh, their, their normal. Regular bratwurst, nothing, nothing added. Not, I don't want the what they you know consider to be beer brat. I'll do, I'll do that. Yeah, for sure. Let me do what I want to it, and 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 that's what I really like about Clements is they don't push that on you, and and that's not the biggest produce, you know the the biggest marketed product. It's just their standard bratwurst is what they push. So yeah, exactly. And that's going to conclude the main segment for today. And now on to our music segment. Well, I wanted before we, before we jump off the the one thing I wanted to say was uh, the, the racer that was hit in, in that sausage race incident. uh, She was wearing the Italian sausage costume that day. Um, The, the, the baseball player, Randall Simon, as we mentioned from the uh, Pittsburgh pirates was questioned by police uh, later fined $432 for disorderly conduct. Oh, snap. The MLB suspended him for three games and fined him thought. 2000 Oh, snap. And then he issued an apology and gave uh, an autographed bat to uh, Mandy Block, the one who was in the costume. Man, that's And nuts. in addition, later that year, Mandy Block received a complimentary trip to Curacao, uh, which is Simon's home uh, island uh, in the... Uh, and, and and that's a little creepy, but hey. Well, but so the tourism board was the one who who. Oh, okay. So it was like to his house it. or like creepy no, or something. Okay, no, no, it was like the, it was, was the Curacao like, tourism board. Oh, come to my house. I'll show you my baseball bat. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like that's a little no, creepy, but definitely that's cool. really, that's really cool. That, that that's cool. That he went and apologized and actually did a formal apology. And, and that the and island of Curacao says, hey, you know what? Come here. See that we're not all. You know, ready to smash you in the brain with a baseball bat. Yeah. All right. Now yeah, nobody wants segment. nobody wants to have their meat beat like that. So, but yeah. yep, on to the music segment. All right. So we have another fantastic musical artist. Uh, this one is from the Madison, Wisconsin yes. area. Um, absolutely fantastic stuff uh, that we've heard so far. It's uh, another one of those ones that's difficult to choose. Uh, 
what one to, to kind of throw in there. And I think we had a little bit of help from them too. To yeah. Luckily select. I, I kind of reached out when they gave me some suggestions and uh, yeah. I kind of, I kind of really love this song that they, it's like folk Americana kind of folk duo yeah. and uh, just really well crafted. Her voice is amazing. Yeah. I it mean, makes like me think of uh Les Paul, Mary Ford kind of thing, but also just uh, kind of that early age of music, forties, uh, fifties, uh, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, you can see there's like a lot of feeling in the song, too, yeah. which I like. I like when people like an artist is actually making art, not like like we always talk about the modern music where they repeat a word over and over and over again. Like this is truly from somebody's heart when they wrote this, you know, yeah. and you can just tell the craftsmanship is amazing. Yeah. It's just incredible song. So, so this one, the artist is Count This Penny and the song is Somebody Else's Baby. I bet you think. I'll cry for you forever I bet you never sleep alone at night I bet you tell them all the time that I'm just crazy I bet they think, well, probably he's right You're somebody else's baby Somebody else's dog. Somebody dancing side stage. Yeah, you're somebody else's dog. You took what you wanted and left me crying in the dark. To be somebody else's baby, watching my world fall apart. Absolutely beautiful. I, I great song. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, from the from the minute it begins, and you kind of hear that uh, white noise of almost like a record in the background, and then uh, as soon as yeah, as soon as her her vocals kick in, 
it, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, I love the the subtlety. It almost sounds like a nylon string guitar, uh, which I've absolutely always loved when you pair that with the right kind of soft, subtle voice. It's just a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and they're really good. I mean, go and check out their uh, Bandcamp, their YouTube. Um, yeah. I think now they're moving to the south, so they're not going to be technically based in the Madison area anymore. But yeah. that's okay. But, I mean, like, like I said, being in the Midwest, it's very hard to get your you know well, mo- music moving at a right, faster pace you right. know so it's completely understandable but again count this penny amazing band amazing female vocalist amazing guitar it's just all around great music so. yeah all right so now we have a beverage review for you this is uh, a beer uh, and i believe it's from untitled art yeah this one's called finback and it is a oat cream ipa which is pretty interesting because you don't really think of cream and IPA going cream and together IPA very don't, well. Yeah. It just seems really odd, but it actually works really well. And this one is actually brewed. Um, it's actually a collaboration um, between Untitled Art and Finback Brewery, thus the name Finback, um, from Wanakee, Wisconsin. And uh, this one's coming in at 7% ABV. It comes in a one-pint can, and it's brewed with a Citra, Mosaic, Y.E.T., and Galaxy Hops. And Y.E.T. I've actually never heard of. Uh, yeah, that one's kind of new to me. But the cool thing about Untitled Art, their can is like features an art in the background. Oh, and, yeah, it's and, very and they cool. put their name in there. The artwork on this can is actually provided by Heather Hailstones, and she has signed it and everything. The cool thing is about this one, it's like creamy and it's bitter at the same time. Like it's it's weird. It's a weird collaboration, but they're working really well together. Like you're getting like a little sweet upfront back finish, but you're also getting that bitter from the hops coming through, really heavy. I yeah, mean, it's a very sweet um, bitterness that I taste right off the bat. And then, like you said, it just kind of has that thicker creaminess. Yeah, you're getting like that texture. that oat oat cream to it, like a, when you have like a cream ale or or, or something along those lines. And it's weird that they made these two work, but they actually come together really well. And it's yeah, very this is tasty. A, this is very refreshing too. Um, it's got yeah, again, it's got a, a a really really nice kind of tangy bitterness to start, um, and and you start to notice the that sort of full bodied uh, uh, creaminess to it, which is really cool. And I can really taste the mosaic um, and the galaxy too. But the, the I mean, I don't know. I'm what definitely the... getting galaxy because we've had a bunch of beers on the show. Um, yes, yeah, that totally. that really feature that 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 are galaxy heavy and. Uh, um, it's it's tough to describe. It's almost like a fruity uh, uh, hop. It, it's uh, it, not citrusy. The citrus there, and you can definitely you can taste it. But Galaxy's almost like this blackberry kind of uh, sit, uh, blackberry kind of fruitiness. Yeah, and I don't know if any of you have had a lot of Entitled Art, but the one cool thing about Entitled Art is they have a lot of different beers, but they also make like waters they make like na beers like seltzers which is nice waters for people that NAs, don't want to yeah. get drunk they still want to enjoy the flavor of the beer they're just a phenomenal brewery um i love everything i've had by them this one i found actually was at festival so if you yeah. want to go and pick it up definitely do it it's called finback again and that's where i've seen untitled art as well uh is mostly at uh, the the festival foods and you're going to notice their cans because they feature this really cool artwork on like every can and they yeah. stick out they stand out they have like this uh they they look like a, uh, like an art museum piece that you'd see on the wall, you know? They got this really nice, crisp, like, Helvetica font-type yeah. logo, and it's just it stands out, and, uh, yeah, it's just phenomenal. And uh, I highly recommend you guys go and check this one out. Again, it is Finback Oat Cream Ale, 7% ABV. And like we said, we found this one specifically was at um, festivals, so go and pick it up. 
Yeah, definitely a really, really, really good uh, beer. And as Russ mentioned, they're sort of becoming uh, one of one of those beers that uh, I think we're going to have to do a few more reviews because there's so many out there. Oh, for sure. And I think this is our first one that we featured. On so. the show, yes, it yeah. is. But I've had multiple. Yeah, I definitely have I mean, tasted some, but I, I'd like to be able to, to uh, record our our you know, review of it too. Yeah. And it's cool that they like balance two flavors that normally don't go well together, but they actually did it in a very good fashion. It's tasty. It's like yeah. not overly carbonated, smooth. It's smooth drinker and 7% ABV, a little high, but Hey, grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means? It's the time for the, how many logos you wet? Ow. Ow. Um, freak out. Uh, she's a freak. Yeah. Oh, All baby. right. So this uh, particular story is neat. Um, it It is uh, a story of a lovely lady. Just kidding. Um, a, a man who parked his car right outside the front door of a Western Wisconsin sheriff's office was arrested Sunday afternoon on suspicion of driving under the influence his eighth the Ocho baby the Ocho ESPN the The Ocho Ocho. so the Wisconsin Department of Transportation says that uh, a state trooper was called to the Burnett County Sheriff's Department in Siren to check on the driver of a vehicle which was parked right outside with its doors and hood all open it already looks sketch if you want to not draw attention, you might want to leave all your doors and your hood and everything shut. Uh, the trooper soon noticed that the driver, a 49-year-old Shell Lake man, appeared completely intoxicated. He was arrested after failing all of the field sobriety tests <laughs> and taken to an area hospital for what they call a blood draw. So we don't have a ton on this one either, um, but we do know he yeah. is, he's dumb enough to work on his car in front of a sheriff's department. I don't think he was working on his car, man. His hood was open though. I mean, I think like, he was like trying to showcase it. Like, check this shit out. Hey, I'm drunk. Look at this. Check it out. If working you, on my car. This has got four doors and guess what? All of them open. And then what? Look at this. Hidden compartment in the front. They call that a hood. Engines in there. Four doors and four pints, baby. Yeah, yeah this is... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's 40, bold. 49 years old, parked in front of an officer's home, or it was actually in the sheriff's county office, right? It was the office, right? Yeah, he literally parked right outside of the sheriff's office. Yeah. 49 year old, outside the sheriff's department. Eighth. Hood's open, so it already looks sketch. Eighth offense. Eighth offense, so he's a veteran of drinking. He's not like... I mean, he failed all the sobriety tests, so he's up there on the local level. I don't think he he's... He has to be, Yeah. I mean, I think I have a number on this one. I don't know about you, Eric. Um, I think I have a pretty good number on this one, and I don't think he's quite the pass out. So I kind of have my number. Yeah. I, so I'm I'm settled. I okay. think I know exactly where I want to land here. Uh, and again, for those listening, uh, the math behind this whole operation is one can of loco contains four locos. Uh, thus, the name four loco. Uh, so if you are at a one can, that's four loco. Right. Half can, two loco. Exactly. Two cans, eight locos. Exactly. So, so just to keep in mind how we do this uh, this uh, mathematical equation here, Russ, you've settled on a number. I've I, settled on I a number. Mine. Let's go ahead on three. Let's deliver our result. Sounds okay? good. 
One, two, three, ten. Okay. Yeah, I think we're kind of in the same boat here. I think a three cans. I mean, he's doing dumb stuff, but he's not quite the 16 where you're probably going to be well, down. Are, right. You know? like, so, like we've stated in the past, 16 definitely lands you in... Uh, it's on the ground. You're definitely yeah. not. You're stumbling uh, really, really badly if if even able to uh, support your own weight. So the, the idea here is... Uh, he's not there yet because he's definitely he's outside the vehicle. He's doing things, uh, and he he didn't crash. But that's that's kind of the the idea of where we're at here. So you said twelve, I said ten. We're gonna meet in the middle here. Yeah, let's we're going eleven. Let's make local. it an eleven, and uh, you know, it, I'm settled. That's an odd number, loco. Hit it. All right, today we're here with CJ from Full Mile. CJ, how you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and uh, yeah. we just wanted to find out. Uh, can you give us a little history about how uh, Full Mile got started? Just yeah. a little background on you guys. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Um, so we op- opened in uh, late December of 2018. Um, so my business partner, Nate uh, Kinderman, and I, we've known each other since. We were probably 13 or 14 years old, seventh grade. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. We, we, go, we go a ways back. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we, we grew up together, uh, in Oregon, south of Madison yeah. and, uh, we just, uh, kind of through high school and everything we're friends and then college, um, we kind of split and went our separate ways. Um, Nate was in during college. He was also attending bar, working in restaurants and that sort of thing. And, uh, college and after college, I was homebrewing, um, <laughs> And just getting into craft beer quite a bit. So um, back and forth, we would see each other after college for a little bit, um, you know, in uh, class reunions, that sort of thing. We would get together um, out for beer. And he knew that I was into brewing. I knew he had some restaurant tavern experience. So we kind of just started casually talking about, yeah, we should do something down the road. You know, yeah. that never that that was over beers and you know how that usually goes oh, yeah. really ever comes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Normally that is the case. Uh, but, uh, in this, this case for once, uh, something eventually did come of it. Um, so fast forward a few years and it was 20, I guess 2014 that we, um, I, I left the job that I was at, um, doing graphic design and marketing some web design and that sort of stuff. Um, nice. Wasn't wasn't it was a great job, but it it's that monotonous really, thing, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Sitting at a desk, desk. yeah, oh, right, man. right. Yeah, yep. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty brutal. Uh, it's like a cow. It's like a cow stall. Honestly, when you go to yeah. work, you just like yeah. divide off in your stalls. Yeah, like, it's like it's how yep. I feel. So. Yep, yep. Uh, so I left that job. I had. You know, we had incentive to to get something going, so I started talking to him. We decided, yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's figure out how this is going to happen. Um, so that was 2014. Um, back and forth, wrote a business plan, got funding, ordered equipment, got a bank loan, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you know, that started in 2014. We finally got the doors open downtown Sun Prairie in December of 2018, just uh, the week before Christmas. Um, So yeah, we had this vision for, you know, craft beer, but also food being a really strong component of it too. And that's where the and kitchen part of the name 
Full Mile Beer Company and Kitchen yeah. was important yeah, yeah. to us because uh, sometimes, you know, beer centric places, the food is sort of an afterthought. Yeah, um, so exactly. We didn't want that to be the case. Nate had some restaurant experience, some really good restaurant experience, and, and kind of understood that the the food aspect was very important. And I, I agreed. So, um, yeah, we wanted to have this holistic, great, just you walk in the door, it's a great experience. It's a really nice space really great beer the food complements the beer vice versa um so we uh that was what we set out to do and uh like i said we opened the doors december 18th of 2018 that's awesome and and yeah. uh you know no small feat right it's uh it's <laughs> it's, it's leaving everything that you're that you're used to and just sort of you know uprooting and, and like you said it does take time. I mean, you said you yeah. got you got the process really started in 2014, and it took you you know all all until you know 2018 to really open up the doors and stuff. Which is is uh, it, it just goes to show you it's not something that's fly by night, and either yeah, is your no. beer either. I mean, it is absolutely no. an amazing product. So yeah, yeah, thank you. And leading into that, CJ, is there a, a new beer you recommend us trying or uh, coming to check out when we get up to the brewery there? Sure, we've actually got yeah a good handful of some some returning seasonals um and some actual new to us beers as well um yeah we just uh, brewed a uh hefeweizen a traditional german hefeweizen yum it's always kind of uh yeah it's we look forward to that you know it re- usually releases early may um we look forward to that every year so we just brewed the first batch of that it just went on tap uh two weeks ago i guess now probably um just a really I don't know. I, I personally really like that style of beer and, uh, our brewer bill, I think he definitely nailed that. Um, so yeah, we, that just went on tap. We've got a, a big, it's not quite a double IPA. It's about seven, 7.7% ABV, nice. but, um, big IPA, uh, called ghost teeth. <laughs> that, oh, nice. Uh, cool. Is, uh, <laughs> topped with, uh, Citra, talus and mosaic hops and it's this really just super juicy dank grassy kind of gnarly gnarly ipa um that sells very well and uh it's a it's a great beer that one's on tap most of the time uh the hefeweizen will be on pretty much throughout the whole summer awesome yeah Yeah. it's pretty neat the the talus hop i've actually never tried that one so i'm pretty excited to come up there and give it a shot i mean obviously the other two we've used in like single malt you know, single oh, okay. malt, yep. single hop, just to kind of get sure. that flavor. But that's a new one for me, so uh, I'm pretty excited. And yeah, Bill, yeah. Bill is is relatively new to uh, to the brewery as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Bill's Bill is our new brewer that started about uh, I guess he started at the end of March. Um, our our brewer that was here when we opened, um, he was here for about two years and um, took another position at a bigger brewery around here um in early march and so bill uh we put an ad out and uh that afternoon that we put this ad out we were talking to bill uh bill morgan is his name he he comes from uh, the blind pig brewing down in champaign urbana in illinois oh sure yep he's yeah yeah okay so he's he's brewed he brewed down there for about a dozen years but he's got nearly 30 years of brewing experience under his belt so he's not a he's a new brewer for us but (laughs) he is not new to the game that's for sure he's a he's a malt veteran yeah (laughs) he's a malt veteran yes (laughs) awesome yeah he would he would agree with that yeah Uh, so yeah he's 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 
he's working out great. He's, you know, got a couple months under the, under his belt right now. Uh, so it's uh, so far so good. But And as uh, uh, Oktoberfest aficionados, uh, we heard you oh, guys yeah. have an Oktoberfest coming up. Can you just give us a little rundown of what's going to happen? Yeah, we're we're planning uh, just kind of a is I mean it's going to be a little bit based on what we can do COVID restriction wise if they're you know what things are looking like in yep. mid September um, we'll have to see how that goes but uh, we you know like half of Eisen in the spring we get pretty excited to brew uh, Oktoberfest in yeah. the fall um, so that'll be coming out you know early September we'll do a couple batches of Oktoberfest and we'll. The last, well, I shouldn't say last year, 2020, we didn't, but 2019, we did a, had the polka band in, and we had oh, a couple other awesome. bands in, and just ran some really German beer hall food specials through the kitchen uh, for our Oktoberfest. It's usually that third week in September that we'll do it here, so I think it's around the 19th of September or something like that. We'll be we'll be doing something like that and try to our our kind of small personal spin on on uh Oktoberfest and in downtown Sun Prairie. Awesome. It's, yeah. it's yeah. great. My my birthday always falls on September thirteenth, so it's the perfect time oh, for Oktoberfest. Yeah. It's always Oktoberfest and yeah, celebrate. Sure. It works out great every year. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not such a bad problem to have. No. No. And uh so, so yeah, before we let you go, uh we wanted to ask you a few questions to find out how Wisconsin are you and uh maybe oh. see if you've done some of these or uh if you can maybe point us in the right direction and you know, for some of them. Um yep. So the first one I got, um, have you ever eaten a squeaky cheese curd? Uh, of course, yes. I mean, that's that's a Wisconsin. <laughs> just within the last week. Is a yeah, 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 that's I, what I was going to yeah. say. I just yeah. had one last night, I got and some bad boys. I'm still waiting to have one today, but I will. I got some but, of those. Yeah, I got absolutely. some of those bad boys in the fridge right now. Just waiting. Yeah, so. Ready to go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Always. That's Wisconsin. That's very Wisconsin. Uh, this one is a little uh, tough. Uh, what do you consider to be up north, Wisconsin, or up north, there, eh? Up north. Um Man, oh yeah. Well, probably uh, north of Highway 29. Um, nice, yeah, and, good. And yeah, like uh, living down in Madison area for you know all my life, pretty much here. Uh, once you get up to that Wausau area and Highway 29, kind of dividing the state, yeah, uh, north and south. That's kind of to me that division. Once you pass Wausau, I think I agree into the Northwoods. Yeah. Yeah, I, I highly yeah. agree with that. It's like when uh, 51 goes down to one lane, you know you're up in the north. It's small. There's a real noticeable spot yeah. where it's like you're on yep. a highway, but there's also cars that can that can go across. Yeah, that's like up north. That's, yeah. that yeah, is the up north okay. area. When you start seeing that, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I was gonna. Okay, so the next question I got: Have you ever been to Summerfest? And uh, do you have a memorable band that you saw there? Oh. Summerfest, yes. I uh, have been quite a few times, not any recently, uh, not probably in the last 10 years you're I not, had. Um, you weren't missing anything in the last 10 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I got young kids too, so that definitely puts a. Yeah, kind of, I. Can, I can, oh, Justin Bieber and stuff. Things. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed him. No, um, Good. Boy, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, I saw Wilco there. Um, oh, I hell yeah. Wilco. Wilco's yeah, good. Yeah. Love Wilco. Um, yeah, yeah. So that I don't know if that was off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. Uh, did see Neil Young there, too, years Damn. ago. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah. so I guess those would maybe constitute. That's awesome. Yeah, those are bands. both classic saw, and noteworthy bands yeah. for sure. Yeah, I saw Neil Young uh, just maybe two years ago at the Riverside, oh. and he put on just the – 
just the most incredible show as as I think he always does. But he was meandering the stage as if he didn't have a set list at all. And he just had Uh all of his instruments at at different (laughs) locations on the stage. And he would just like wander over to a thing, a new guitar or a piano. And then it just like a song just fell out of him uh, at, at every moment. It was just, <laughs> just fell out of so him. good. Um, and I don't think he's, he's wavered on his quality. So yeah, Neil Young, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. I like Neil a lot. Yeah. Now no, you're from the Madison area and you said you've, you've been there basically your whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever participated in the jump around at Camp Randall? I have, yes. Good. Yep. Awesome. Absolutely. That's yep. something I hope to cross off my list soon. <laughs> I've, I've been in Wisconsin for, you know, 30-plus years, but for some oh. reason I just have never been to a Badger game uh, oh, at Camp okay. Randall. So. I've, yeah. been to, I've been to a few jump around, sucking down uh, fish bowls at Wando's, oh, and not oh, remembering fish, jumping yeah. around. Fish so. bowls at yeah. Wando's, for sure. <laughs> fish bowls at Wando's. I don't know if you necessarily have to do that, too. But, yeah, no. Yeah, that's, 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 that yeah. In fact, you might, you might want to just do Taper one. Taper off. And then maybe <laughs> yeah. do the other a different day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All agreed. right. Next question. Um. So, do you guys have a beer that you recommend using in beer brats? Um. Specifically, a full mile beer or uh, something that you mm. recommend? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, we've got a couple, and it kind of depends. We've got one yeah. beer called our Settle Down Light Lager that we yeah. keep on nearly year round. We brew it for uh, a tavern downtown Madison called Settle Down Tavern. So yeah. we kind of make their their house beer. We serve that there, and then we also serve it uh, in house here. But that's a light lager, you know, a little bit of corn in the grist. Um, yeah. That would be a great, great, uh, you know, boiling brat beer. Awesome. Um, we also usually have like a, a more malty beer, either a Scotch ale. Right now we have an amber ale on, so we've got you know generally have one of those darker colored more malty beers that probably would work just as well too nice yeah so i got two more questions for you the next one is have you ever been to a supper club um and if so do you have a favorite or one you recommend supper club uh boy yeah i mean um there's uh well actually the one i can kind of think of off the top of my head right now would be toby's in yep. uh toby's McFarland. is awesome yeah we hear toby's, toby's a lot that yeah, is a good one i believe that i believe that yeah that place is uh i think it's kind of the quintessential wisconsin supper club you know you order at the bar yep. and uh, it's all ready for you drink, yeah, drink your old fashions <laughs> until uh, they get your table ready and then you sit down and eat and then go back to the bar yeah they shove food in your face when they finally get you there and then yep. back to the bar yep. yeah afterward yeah. get another old <laughs> get yet another, another old-fashioned old fashions. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah i know for madison what the tornado room is pretty good i actually yeah. enjoy that place yep. um yeah, Toby's is always my number one of number ones. Besides, I mean, if you got the money, Ishnala, obviously, it's kind of the one right oh, over yeah. the lake. If you there. can get in, yeah. It's I mean, pricey, it's and if you can get in, closed that's the in whole the winter thing. and stuff. So, but yeah, yeah no, Toby's is always number two. I love Toby's, yeah. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. There's just yep. far too many, and then some that aren't even considered <laughs> supper clubs on the map either. So it's just, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, the, the hidden gems, those I, are the good ones. Yeah. Yes. The, the one by my house, uh, Dingling, which is like the smallest place, oh, like they're the on most the map, unsuspecting yeah. place, though. It's like yeah. literally looks like somebody's house. Yep. But it's yeah. like, you know, it got the brown walls, got the taxidermy. It yeah. has the whole yeah. everything you need for a supper club in there. So when you walk in there, you know, yeah, you know what you're <laughs> you getting. know right away. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, there's usually a few cool. locals at the bar who have been served oh, yeah. one too many all of a sudden by you know four or five o'clock. Oh somebody. yeah. And then yeah, yeah, it's it's dark and you've got the. Uh, mood lighting at your table and 
It's he's, beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful he's, thing. Tom over yeah. there hitting OF six, which is an old fashioned. It's number six. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's his. That's his X six. <laughs> OF six. All right. OF six. I like that. So uh, besides uh, Full Mile, um, do you have a brewery or a brewery tour we should check out? And it doesn't have to be in Wisconsin. Like one of your favorites mm. that you've been to, or you know, you you really look up to. Uh, like a tour, you say? Or it could be a yeah. tour or a brewery or you know a yeah. place that you really look up to as like a influence yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if we're talking tour, the Lakefront Brewery yep. tour is, yeah. is oh, incredible. Down. But so you extra points that. for saying that. Yeah. 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 That one's that's phenomenal. love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done that a few times and yep. probably should do it again soon. But uh, meet breweries you there. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a date. It's a date. Um, well, in, in Madison area, Working Draft is one that we, yeah. uh, you know, we're pretty good friends with those guys and they make some great beer. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of great breweries in the Madison area. It's hard to single out one, but they kind of are the one that comes to mind first. Um, Rock County Brewing down in Janesville. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. John, John Rocco, the owner down there. Yeah, I used to he buy all really my ingredients beer. from John when yeah. we first started yeah, homebrewing. Yeah, when, when we he first used to own the store, he used to own the farmhouse store, but yeah. he ended farmhouse, up getting rid yep. of that. But now it's just yep. Rock County Brewing, and yeah, they make yep. great beer and good people. Yep, yep. yeah, that's I like their beer quite a bit. Um, boy, I'm trying to think. Um, I like beers that Funk Factory makes here yeah, in Madison. Yep. Yes. Sp- spontaneous fermented beers. Um, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's a yeah. kind of a loaded, loaded question. No, it there's, so, is, there's yeah. so many. It's it's uh, it's hard to say, especially you know we've been to some outside of state, but like Lakefront, mm-hmm. you can't compare to that tour. I mean, New Belgium, yeah. New Belgium maybe was comparable out of just yeah, because of all Colorado, the stuff that yeah. you do. Oh, okay. But other than yeah. that, yeah, I think Lakefront hits that brewery tour. They got that thing on lockdown. Now. I think it's, it's, like, yeah. it's so <laughs> solid, like you can't do anything. You know, it's like the yeah. River West. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, beer that they make it's I just know. like it's it's the river west beer yeah it's so it's so clutch that so you know i mean it just it follows <laughs> it follows true with their with their tour as well so i mean unless yeah. you could hire a guy like chris farley like you you're not gonna be late front out because like it's if, just it's so good if I mean, you're looking for a chris farley impersonator i can do a hell of a you know motivator so <laughs> yeah you could you could do uh, he's a matt foley matt foley yeah. matt foley there you go yeah yeah yep. <laughs> Awesome, CJ. Thank you so much for all your time today. Uh, we really yeah. appreciate it. We can't wait to get down there. We'll come up um, and see you. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, maybe come and do like a maybe a little personalized tour or something. You can show yeah. us around and teach us a little yeah. bit about some beer. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see you. Happy guys. to do it. Yeah, just just let me know if you're if you're in the area. We can make it happen for sure. Awesome. Thank all you, right. CJ. Thanks again, yep. and hey, have a good me. rest of your weekend. Thanks. You too. All, all right. Bye. 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 All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.